On this episode of the Honest Fitness Talk podcast, we discuss your questions. I ask you, what questions do you want me to answer and just really make it a show all about you and not my particular topics? We get into your stuff right now. What is up, everybody? It's Nick, your trainer. Here on the Honest Fitness Talk podcast, I have questions that have been submitted to me via DM and uh, email as well. Uh, we're going to get into that right now on what we need to talk about now. All right. So if you're listening to this uh, via Instagram, where usually I record this, I do want to let you know that uh, there is going to be a temporary pause on recording this because we are way far ahead and it's just going to give me a small break to work on an extra project. Um, so um, I'm really not going to miss much time, just a week or two on this, but you know, we'll still record and do what we can. So, but anyways, here is what we have. Um, there have been a few questions submitted, so we're going to go over them and get into the topics. Hopefully you enjoy it. If you're watching this via Instagram, drop the questions down below and I'll get to them as people appear. Um, so first question that came in from Brian. How do you stop comparing yourself to others? All right. So the stack answer is, is you're on your own personal journey. You are doing what you're doing and you have to focus on your self-improvement, right? Everybody is different. And I think about this a lot. Like I was born, you know, the mother, uh, my mother was a nurse. My dad worked in cars. Um, not really, uh, my mom was definitely very ambitious, uh, with her career. My dad, I mean, he was ambitious to do things and really, but he was more towards the family and less about, you know, excelling in the job and stuff, you know, and doing what he had to do. Um, but you know, compared to it, they're like, oh, they should have this if they're very successful. But we were just really about happiness, right? You know, somebody who is, you know, learning to swim at five years old might get it right away. Or you might be like me personally, where I learned how to swim when I was 31 years old. I just never got the hang of it. And granted, yes, the cerebral palsy did play a bit of an issue about it, but... I said, you know what, screw fair, I'm gonna go ahead and really get this. And I finally got it when I was in my 30s. So you're on your own journey there. And that, you know, we could do an entire episode based on this alone. But personally, what I would say with this is just think about this yourself. Like, you've gotta set goals that say by the end of this year, I'm going to do, and like, you know, at the time of recording this, we're around mid-October. So by the end of this year, I'm going to do blank, 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 or whatever it is. And then you concentrate on that goal. So like, the reason why I believe people compare themselves to people is because what they do is, you know, they secretly want to be better than themselves and they, they want to do more than who they are, right? You know, maybe they're not happy with who they are. That's, that's normal, you know? I mean, that's pretty normal itself. But how you get out of that unhappiness is you focus on your self-improvement. You set a goal, you work towards that goal, and you're working on you. You're working on bettering you. 
and you figure out who you are based on that. You know, it's the purpose that comes from pain mentality. If you have pain in your life, we all have pain, not physical pain, it's emotional pain, right? That emotional pain, like I never want anyone to ever get past, like, you know, get back to where I was. I never want anyone to do this. I never want anybody to do this, right? You want people to be the best ever. You want to be the best you ever have. That's where you can go and you can be better. Like I want to do more and you say, you know what? I'm working on myself. Like I got a dude, actually it was the guy who wrote this question. Um, who said, you know, I remember you in high school where that was a time where I was so impressed that you seemed to embrace yourself and you really just lived your life. And I was really impressed by that. And I was like, damn, thank you, bro. You know, but that was a time I stopped comparing myself to everybody else. I stopped trying to be the best athlete in school, knowing I wasn't an athlete. I stopped trying to be this person and I was just being me. And just saying, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and um, one of the questions that comes up is going to be a little further deeper into that, but um, I'll leave it at that. Work on you. And I'm going to dive deeper into it because a question that I have is kind of related to it, so I'll save it for a moment. Um, <laughs> rock ass. Uh, when I did the story earlier on Instagram, I was cooking breakfast, so he's like, how was breakfast and why is it important? Um, the breakfast was good. I almost always eat the same breakfast uh, any given day. Um, it's potatoes, spinach, uh, either fried egg whites or scrambled egg, and maybe like once a week, maybe some cheese with it. Uh, and I always believe in a high protein breakfast and uh, just really giving you that really good socking energy in the day and you go yeah i'm good like i feel good about this let me be the best there ever was let me be the best i can be and that's really it you know breakfast is the most important meal of the day we heard this originally uh, when we were children you know breakfast is the most important meal breakfast is the most important meal well, that is very true, but what you've got to understand is that breakfast is the most important meal because this is what determines your energy for the rest of the day. Breakfast is you. Breakfast is everything. You know, people I see, like, you don't want to do something like people eat cereal for breakfast. Get the heck out of there. Like, breakfast cereal is the wor the best marketing I have ever seen from a business standpoint where they get people to say, okay, it's part of this nutritious breakfast. Well, I mean, fine, whatever. But you know what happens? You know, well, I think, you know, some people who might have seen that remember when we were kids um, that we had the, you know, the part of this nutritious breakfast is cornflakes. Well, cornflakes is nothing but wheat chunks and sugar and cream, maybe. There ain't none of that shit. There's none of that, really. It's just stupid. Like, you know, they're good snacks. It's fine. But, you know, that breakfast always included fruit. Uh, it doesn't include really any protein. Um, it's I would recommend really eggs. It is really a really good breakfast all the time. Get your energy started early. You know, you don't, don't have to eat a heavy breakfast, heavy farmer breakfast, but let it match you and who you are, right? So, like, I eat the eggs and, you know, I usually go to the gym right after. So I shape up, I burn up, and, you know, people who have jobs where they're on their feet, you need to have a little more 
not a heavy breakfast, but a little heartier. And if you're sedentary, you know, maybe, you know, like you're sitting in an office all day at his desk, maybe you can just chill and, you know, have something smaller, maybe some granola or something and yogurt and a bagel or whatever. Fine. But you've got to eat substantially like a, a well breakfast. Like people get this in their head that they got to eat light breakfasts because they're trying to lose weight. But you know what ends up happening is you're hungry as hell for the whole damn day. Like you're hungry for the whole day and you keep eating the whole day and you're snacking the whole day. That ain't right. You know, that ain't good. You know, that's not what you want to do. Uh, but there's that. So here's the linking question that came in. Uh, tell us about your karate background and what is Aero Karate. So, Aero Karate is a absolutely um, fun exercise class. I don't have credit in inventing it, but I've kind of played around with it myself and, you know, figuring out little things and stuff I can do, you know, to be happy and to have fun with it. Um, Aero karate basically is, you know, just movements, um, basic, simple martial arts to aerobics where you do some dance with it to have some fun back and forth. Really good. High, it's high energy smiles all the time, but it's, you know, a half hour, 45 minute of just easy burn. You know, it's an easy burn. It's really fun. Um, look up Billy Banks, Taibo. It's very similar to that. Um, I'm starting to incorporate more maneuvers. I'm actually working on something that is a, um, uh, a virtual class. Um, and that will incorporate a lot of people. I'm just working on how to be able to really get payments for it all the time because um, just try to get it better and you know a little more streamlined and once that's done you know I'll be able to advertise it a lot more um, by the time this is out over on your caster or choice I could very well possibly have already been doing this so go on nicktaborfitness.com if you're listening and you can sign up for the course and uh, we could have some fun with that, you know. Um, so my martial arts background, I started in April, it was March 24th, 1990. And um, it's 1991, excuse me. So actually careening on almost 30 years of doing this, which is totally a fucking mind blower. Like really just like, damn, like... I started and um, as in Tiverton, Rhode Island, there was this place, uh, Giffords Academy of Martial Arts, was then called Tiverton Taekwondo. And the sensei was a man, Eric Gifford, and he um, put up this big sign that had Ninja Turtles on it. And, uh, you know, karate class is now enrolling, and my eyes lit up. You know, I. I had everything Ninja Turtle you could possibly imagine, and you know I had some really excellent memories of childhood with that. So my parents were like, "All right, let's check it out. Let's see what the, what this is all about." Sure. Um, I was in the middle of signing up for T-ball. I did one game of T-ball. I never understood it. <laughs> I I just went there and I like they put the you know the stick up and the ball there and you hit the ball and I'm like this makes no sense I need something better I need a more of a challenge right 
And so we did, you know, so <laughs> I went and really the rest was history. I struggle a lot. I am the only uh, person in uh, Massachusetts to earn a black belt with a dis that has a disability. A lot of schools at the time, at least with traditional martial arts, the idea was to give, like they would give an honorary black belt once that person went that far. Um, I, uh, I definitely did not go for the honorary one. I'm like, if I'm going to have a black belt around my waist, I'm going to earn the damn thing. And so I did, you know, so, um, so far, like I said, it's been 30 years. I started to work in, um, in the field when I got into college. Um, I earned it from Jeff, the black belt first degree from Jeff Carr's karate center, they shut down and I was free to go on my own and created what was called Tabor's Martial Arts. My first incarnation was I started doing Tai Chi stuff and lessons to help people quit smoking. And we had some minor success with that and I started teaching kids. I lost my business uh, when I got out of college for a little while and then started to pick it up again. Once I became a personal trainer, um, I incorporated elements and started to pick it up and really just did everything I possibly could to be the best I ever could. Um, again, with the cerebral palsy, of course, there were challenges that came to play, but, you know, that was really it. Um, I could really talk for a straight hour on everything, um, but I think I've had several tournaments. I The only regret is I never got a first place trophy. But I was never about that. You know, I, I still had growth. Like, I still challenged myself, challenged my peers to do better, and I got better and better and better every single day. Like, I got better and better and better. Um, and it was fun. Like, it was, uh, you know, made my childhood really what it is. And that brings me to another point, is how to stop comparing yourself to others, you know, what you need to do is you need to focus on things for yourself. Like, this is one of the things that saved me um, when I had a very, I had a good childhood for family. With school, it wasn't as great socially. Um, had a lot of problems, of course. Uh, my handicap definitely caused a bit of an issue. I'm not getting into that. Um, maybe another episode, another day. But the um, the problems really were, um, you know, just focusing on, you know, and, and really just pushing out the negativity, you know, focusing on the good. So what I did, if you, you have to have a goal for yourself and you have to work on self-improvement, I focused, and for those of you who have known me for years, in, in high school, it was like, he's the karate kid. Like, almost all the way through school, he's the karate kid. I started when I was six years old. I finally got the black belt when I was 17. Pretty much all the way through. Um, you know, it took 11 years, but that's okay. I focused on getting better. Like, if I needed to, to put a sidekick in place, if I needed to focus on breaking cement... If I needed to do a belt test, I was focusing on that, and I had to earn that next stripe. I had to earn that next belt. I had to earn my place in the dojo. 
and when you focus, like, bring it to real life now. Like, I have to be able to have better confidence or I have to be able to do the job. Like, you know, if there's a day job where you're working with people who know it, but you got to do better. Oh, I'm not doing as good as that person. I'm not doing good. I just got to focus on me. Like, I worked in sales for years. And the sales jobs is like, okay, well, this person's three points above your goal, above goal. You're, you're two points above goal. Oh my God, I'm not above. Oh my God, what do I do? You set the goal. So you know what? I'm going to keep, you know, going for two because I don't think I can get any further. I'm just going to make sure I meet my goals. I do as well as I can to keep myself in place, right? And that's how you do it. Get a goal, focus on it. Like I did with my black belts. It helped me all my life, really. It helped me ever, everywhere. Uh, last question came in, and uh, again, if any questions while we're watching, uh, if anybody is watching here, uh, drop them down in the chat. Uh, the Murph Challenge, what's going on with that? You did announce it, um, or are you still training for it? Okay. Um, yes, I am still training with the Murph Challenge. However, uh, you know, COVID-19 has really wrecked all that and has been a big, big problem. Um, I was using a gym in Barrington, Rhode Island in order to train for it. However, due to COVID, that's kind of off limits. And also in the state of Massachusetts, where I am, um, we have time limits of how long we could be in a gym at one particular piece of equipment each time because of, you know, capacity levels and things. So, um, the Murph challenge itself is not going to happen this year. And it was a lot of soul searching, but however, st stick with me for a moment here. Um, there was a lot of soul searching and the Murph challenge was something that I already did. Like I completed it. I got within an hour and I'm the only person with cerebral palsy to ever complete it within an hour. It's over. Like it's over. But what I want to do is I want to be able to do something this kind of time around so i'm working on what to call it um we're gonna work on a challenge for november uh more something that i can do in my house um uh, because of the way you know numbers covid i kind of limit myself in public a little more so what we're doing now is with the Murph challenge, uh, with that being set aside, I am gonna do a push-up contest. Still working on the um, the ins and outs of it, and uh, really the big details. But if you follow me on Instagram on Nick Tabor Fitness, um, you probably see it already. Um, but there will be a um, a contest and things that you can do to be able to donate. Um, but I want to donate to a local animal shelter, a non-kill shelter, and uh, be able to do X amount of push-ups, raise money for them to be able to give the animals who don't have homes yet, uh, give them a little bit of a Christmas. 
pets are very, very, very super important to me. I have animals myself that are my children, um, and I want to be able to do that. I love physical challenges, uh, especially physical challenges for charity. So uh, definitely look look for that. Um, so it's a little bit of a downer for the last question itself, but Murph has got to go. It's just something that with the way the world is and everything, I don't see myself uh, getting there. I really, really don't. It's not conducive. I try to figure out a way to do it at home, um, but it's just not going to happen, folks. And I feel kind of bad, but I don't want to tread ground again on something that I've already passed. It's just not the right goal, but I do have something that I think could happen. So um, I got to do legwork on it. So be aware, you know, be aware of it. And uh, that about does it for the questions, really. So uh, that about does it for this episode, then. Uh, I want to thank you very much for listening and thank you for joining us on Honest Fitness Talk with your trainer, Nick. Hey, keep in mind we're a part of the 4041 Media family. Really proud of that. Uh, 4041media.com. It's a group of podcasters, YouTubers, and streamers from the South Coast, Massachusetts area who we are all really great friends who just strive to really entertain you. So we have Psychic Crime, Movie Theater, Time Machine, Historic Pinstripes, this show, Honest Fitness Talk. I watched what? And several other streamers, YouTubers, great people. Thank you very much for joining us on Honest Fitness Talk. As always, we climb, and you have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for your questions. <laughs>